Welcome to The Rot Focus, a podcast for rotters, newbies, and veterans, and everyone in between. We're hosted by M.A. Lee with the assistance of Remy Black and Edie Rooms, all from Rotters Inc. Books. Our focus is productivity, process, craft, and tools. Each episode lasts as long as it takes to fix a quick dinner, drive a short commute, or take a brisk walk. Resources and links are in the show notes. Visit us at therockfocus.blogspot.com. Now, on to this week's episode. Twenty-seven. Getting to specifics. I count my business as starting in 2015, the year that I first published, with four books to an online distributor. My unwritten biz plan started in 2012, and I became serious about writing in 2014. 2015, however, is the biz start date. Early in my writing journal is this bit of wisdom. A goal is a dream with a time limit. Set goals, carry them with you, Carry with you what you need to accomplish the goal. Have project goals as well as midpoint and short-term benchmarks. These ensure we achieve the project goals. For the previous segment and this one, the key lesson is specificity, which is not truly a word. A co-worker in my journalism days called himself Mr. Specificity. He was talking about using the right word, but specificity is the key to much of life. Biz plans require specificity. Vision, mission, objectives all have to be clearly stated, clearly quantifiable, even as they are the dreamed reality that you want. Objectives are tangibles that fulfill the mission. Each objective is like a fragment of the great stained glass vision, your dreamed reality. All areas of the business should fit into objectives. My fiction objectives I have three pen names. Each pen name will publish works specific to the genres. These are my products. The works are also projects, but a project list is not an objective. I need to know the reason and audience for each pen name. Fill a niche and find readership. Discoverability requires that I have about 25 books per pseudonym before I can see real growth. Non-fiction objectives include my current problem. I had thought to keep all of my non-fiction under one pen name, but fiction readers are usually not interested in writing books, and people seeking writing books merely want to know that the writer is publishing, but aren't interested in buying the writer's fiction. I'm currently considering whether I should split the non-fiction away from the fiction. I've been thinking about this for a month now. I'll continue thinking about this as I continue to write and publish more books, both fiction and nonfiction. On the one hand, I have a focused author page on my online distributors. On the other, how will I have any potential crossover sales from one to the next? Contract for any work that you cannot do. Contract workers and publishing include content editors, proofreaders, cover designers. Funding for all three is necessary. More funding is needed for distribution channels and marketing, both immediate and continuing. The most important contract worker is the cover designer. We have about three seconds to grab a reader's browsing attention. Covers will do that for us. Having a professional eye-catching cover is paramount. Money goes here first. Many people pay for developmental editing to tell them if they have a worthwhile manuscript 
and to provide guidance about how to write a finished story. Then they refused to pay for a great cover. I'm still jaw-dropping about this choice for financial expenditure, and my bemazement hasn't improved in five-plus years. Content editors focus on the coherence of the story, including plot holes and character discrepancies. So, developmental editors, before you finish the manuscript. Content editors and line editors, after you finish the manuscript. I can see paying for a proofreader or a line editor, especially if you're not that proficient at grammar, usage, and mechanics. Typos and grammos turn off many readers. Create an online presence for each product. That's your pen name in a genre. Presence means that readers should be able to locate each pseudonym outside of the online distributor channel. This means websites and personalized content for each pen name's website. It also means creating an email list and issuing updates through a newsletter. Social media platforms offer ways to interact with readers. These are often the first step taken when a buying reader starts looking for the writer rather than just another book. A web host provider is essential. A web designer may not be. I paid for a web designer in early 2016. I had expected a steep learning curve. When I took over my websites and redesigned them in early 2017, I became much happier. As I learned about the changing website design aesthetics, I did another redesign in the summer of 2018. Keeping the website updated takes time, usually several hours once a season. Online posts on social media, including Facebook and Twitter and others, also takes time. Posts on your website and most of the other platforms allow you to schedule in advance. Keep an updated log of all of your posts. Creating personalized content is necessary for all platforms and a newsletter. Readers like to have a connection with an author they've just discovered. Send them too many posts that interfere with their lives, however, and they will remove themselves from any contact with your presence. Professional improvement is another key objective. Writing as a business requires improving skills through reading nonfiction guidebooks, like this one, as well as attending courses, seminars, and conferences. It also requires a constant analysis of the writing process, my own and others, and exploring ways to keep up my interest level for each project. Online courses are available to help at all skill levels. These can get pricey. Only pursue them if you have time and brain to allow the effort that will make the time and monetary expenditures worthwhile. Remember Wibbo, would I be better off writing whenever you are considering participation? Wibbo definitely holds for seminars and conferences. While it can be wonderful to attend these, receiving inspiration along with current information about the genre and publishing worlds, seminars and conferences can be a huge time and monetary expenditures. I made Killer Nashville, a mystery writer's conference, work also as a writing retreat by attending the panels during the day and writing each evening on my current project rather than hanging out in the bar. Taking your writing with you when you discover that downtime at seminars and conferences is making time work for you. Consider how much information is posted free on the World Wide Web. How much can you find there? Earl Stanley Gardner's Story Wheels. Victoria Holt's Writing Discipline. Learning how many previous authors were highly prolific and used glass wall pen names to hide that proliferance. Gold. 
The writing biz requires interaction with other writers. Writing as a business demands networking with genre-specific groups and general writing groups. Belonging to a professional organization may not have immediate benefits that you can see. National organizations, however, protect writers in the publishing industry. When a shyster is grabbing for money, the national organizations can send out warnings as well as send the shyster to court for fraud. Local chapters can give immediate feedback through critique groups as well as give new perspectives on disheartening news. We can learn from each other. We can support each other. We can open doors for each other. When the groups become poisonous competition, however, it is time to move on. You have a quick answer to Wibbo when you leave the group feeling badly about yourself and about your writing. I'm not talking critiques of writing here. I'm talking about personal attacks. Critiques of writing should point out flaws as well as provide suggestions for improvement. You don't have to follow the suggestions. Indeed, Neil Gaiman says, when people tell you something's wrong or it doesn't work for them, they're almost always right. When they tell you exactly what they think is wrong and how to fix it, they're almost always wrong. You know where your story is going. You know where you want your career to be going too. Here's Gaiman again. The only advice I can give you about writing as a career is what you're telling yourself. Only, maybe you're too scared to listen. Don't be scared of writing as a business. Keep the day job until you can bank a year's salary along with the job's perks, insurance, pension, etc. Be willing to pursue the dream in snatches of time until then. What is your dreamed reality? That's the business vision. Why is that the reality you want? How will it fulfill a need for your audience? Mission. What are the areas that you need to consider as part of your business plan? Objectives. Here are the five basic objectives. Your project list is not your objectives. Objective one, know the purpose of each product and the projects that will create them, fiction and nonfiction. Objective two, know how each project will enter the distribution scene and the funding necessary to get the project into the marketplace. Objective three, implement various ways to connect with the marketplace audience. A worldwide audience demands an online presence. Objective four, constantly improving your skills will improve your upcoming projects. Improvement prevents stagnation. Objective five, have a network to support yourself and the writing biz. Twenty-eight, the biz equation. Objectives can look a lot like strategies because they focus on the tangibles, what needs to happen. Objectives, though, aren't strategies, the scheme, or the plotted progress. Strategies break objectives into stages. Here is the business equation. Biz activity plus expected results plus how it will be done equals strategy. Every business needs a product, an audience, and a distinction that will set the product apart from the others in the marketplace. That distinction helps the product find the audience. As writers, our primary strategy will be to select a book or series of books to publish. The stages of the strategy list the steps that must be completed. These steps walk a little closely to the specific plan. Say your objective is to start up a nonfiction wing of your writing business. 
Nonfiction is a generic term. Be specific. What kind of nonfiction? Your hobby is photography, and over the years, you've discovered enough to enable you to take excellent photographs that sell at local fairs. Each year, you answer questions of people who are hobby photographers. They want to know what filter you used or what the lens setting was. They don't understand how to select a better camera than what is available on their smartphone. They can see how you selected a certain composition for the photo, but they don't understand the guidelines that you used. You now have a vision to help hobby photographers. Your mission, create guidelines that hobby photographers can easily follow. From that vision and mission, you move to a specific objective. Write a book or a series of manuals that will move beyond basic snapshots to artistic photos. This is the biz activity. You have a specific product for a specific audience. The product has a specific distinction from other similar products in the marketplace. How will the biz activity be done? Once you list the points that you will discuss, chapters, headings, and points under each heading, you're entering the strategy stage of the biz plan. Strategies will continue with the following. How you will create the product, the publication method. How you will pay for the created product, cost of publication. How you will distribute the product, pricing of the product and the online retailers. How you will promote the product, ads, fairs, continuing ed classes. Some of the areas in the strategy will be long-term. Others will not take very long at all. In the biz equation, what on earth are the expected results? These are the measurements that you will use to determine if your strategy is successful. For example, you need to have a projected cost analysis. If you underprice your product, you will not have a sufficient return on your investment of time and money. When you purchase ads, then the cost of promotion has to be added to the cost of publication before you can determine if your product is making money. Expected results will also measure the process of getting the product into distribution. Where do you foresee difficulties? How do you anticipate overcoming these difficulties? Don't forget that you need to tap a finger into marketplace trends, watching for changes in your audience. As I mentioned earlier, while I was writing a completely new story for my 2015 publication push, I also was researching online ebook distribution and looking for a cover designer. The cover designer was the only true upfront cost that I anticipated in prepping my novel into the marketplace. I didn't anticipate how difficult it would be to find a professional designer with my aesthetic, so the time that I allotted to the search had to be extended. Had I known about that extended search for a cover designer, under expected results, I might have changed the deadline date that I had set. Expected results will also contain a progress meter or progress list. If many people or areas of a company are working on the distribution of a product, tracking progress becomes vital. For you, with your single strategy of a book for hobby photographers to take artistic photographs, you will have very little that will go to outside contractors. Tracking your personal progress becomes difficult if you have a lot of interruptions. So create a progress list of all the steps that you will need from beginning idea to marketed product. The first couple of times that you complete this strategy, you will have many changes. More quickly than you realize, however, 
You will refine your steps to reflect exactly what you do. Writing your biz plans should be one of the first strategies in your decision of writing as a business. Expect your biz plan to change drastically from a single page to a multi-page document, from a few objectives to several under each separate product focus. A biz plan is a lot of work and takes a lot of brain power. We need to think about everything we anticipate doing. The biz plan saves us uncountable time and energy by giving a clear vision of the dreamed reality and the steps to complete it. And a biz plan is not a static document to be shoved into a drawer and forgotten. As you see and foresee changes, the biz plan should reflect your changed direction. Coming next, we hit the plan, the day-to-day -day actions that you will need to take no matter what you are writing. 29. Plan for the biz plan. We have our vision, a dreamed reality. We know our mission, what will set our biz apart from others. We have objectives for each area of our biz. We've set our strategies for each objective. We know how we will achieve each objective, as well as how to measure the success or failure of our push toward the objectives. Now we dig into the nitty-gritty projects that create our daily, weekly, monthly, and quarterly plans. Each strategy needs a couple of projects per year. A work description, which is a project and its stages, plus a projected completion date, plus approximate cost, equals the plan. Anticipating cost, money and time. Monetary costs include the tax ID number and the cost for the online platform. New writers have the startup cost of the biz. All writers will have to hoard up money for any contract workers, such as cover designers. Time cost covers setting up accounts for other social media platforms and with our selected distribution channels. Many social media platforms do not require ads for sharing simple announcement posts. When you create your biz accounts, get your family and friends to like your pages. The platforms, though, are cutting down audience reach. So be prepared if your announcements do not go very far. Use the time wisely learning the platforms. When you have a backlist of several novels, that's the time to stretch posts into both the time and monetary cost columns. Plans include four components. Projects to complete, books, websites, organizations, etc. Any changes from the previous plan to be implemented. Current and subsequent stages for each item on your project list resources to be developed and implemented. From my own experience, I will say that I can only work on two projects simultaneously. Having a non-fiction project going during a fiction project allows me to switch out depending on my brain needs. Off days prevent creative work. Those off days include when the night before was a late one, or when half the day is errands or appointments or chores. Those days are best for the logic work of a non-fiction project. Creativity for fiction projects requires freshness, energy, dancing ideas. To work every day on writing, I need the occasional break from pure creativity. Nonfiction projects help me achieve that. If I am not actively writing nonfiction, the off days are writing best days. Promos, blog content, bookkeeping, and more. In the writing biz, we only have three types of projects. 
biz building, active projects, novels, poems, plays, short stories, etc. This is the list of what I want to write, what I need to write, and what I'm still writing. Significant infrastructure, technology, laptop plus, website, social media platforms, marketing, promotions, free posts, blog content, including guest posts, etc. Educational goals, writing craft workshops, seminars, conferences, online biz blogs to follow, etc. Ways to bend the curve or trend, creativity in biz content, making the projects stand out in format of biz content, in marketing, and in distribution. Five years is far into the future. That's the reason that the second item to include in your plan are changes from the previous plan, what's still to complete, what was delayed, what was gutted, bypassed, yet still a lady open waiting. Include your wants in your biz plan. In 2016, when I considered my official biz plan, I realized that I hadn't attended a true writer's conference for more than a decade before all the life roles that changed everything. The biz plan came from attending a one-day seminar hosted by a local writer's group in 2015. I had stumbled upon the seminar by chance barely a week before. Most of the seminar schedule didn't apply to me, the problem with being a long-time gonna-be, but the biz plan was an hour well spent, although I was appalled at the instructor encouraging two college guys to take out a loan to fund their writing biz dross with a little bit of gold, as usual, for life. During that session, I rushed out the basic biz plan. I mulled it over for a couple of weeks before assigning it to the back burner. In a clean-out of my desk a year later, I discovered the biggest plan and decided to finish it out. As part of everything else that I shoved into the plan, I added, attend a multi-day conference for writers. Over the next few months, I looked for a conference within a reasonable distance. No airplane for me. The one that I would have attended in 2016 had already passed. In 2017, I uprooted myself from my home stomping grounds and moved 100 miles away and became immediately happier in multiple ways with my life. I kept investigating writers' conferences. I considered writers' retreats, a cash reserve built up, one to use solely for conference attendance so that everything would be paid for in advance. Early in 2018, I stumbled upon a post about the conference that I would choose to attend, Killer Nashville, in late August. It looked to be large enough to have many professionals, as well as small enough to be helpful to newbies. The conference also had programming for traditionally published writers and indies like me. Several tracks of programming would occur at the same time, Offering options. Killer Nashville fit my needs and my wants. When you look for a conference to attend, take both of those into consideration. I enjoyed the programming, and I used the evenings as a writing retreat. Also, consider the next biz plan as you work through the current one. In looking at my plan for the next five years, I will repeat some things, update others, add what I should have considered but didn't know about, and add the totally new. One of those new additions will be educational classes. Another is a constantly updated accomplishments list, charted by date and pen name. When we struggle with the daily writing, the downward spiral into imposter syndrome, 
can be defeated by this list. I have another list right behind the accomplishments called Wish Fulfillment. I don't look at that list very often. It has projects that had to be shifted to the back burner on the writing stove. Those projects don't fit my current objectives. I will get to them. That list is important, and I will not trash it. Here's why. As of this writing, I have published 12 fiction novels under one pen name, with two more coming out, four under another pen name, with two more in the wings, three under a third pen name, and another simmering for next year, and over 10 nonfiction books. And people still say, are you running out of ideas yet? My answer is to think of that wish fulfillment list, give them a big smile, and say, nope. Build the plan. Once you have a draft of your active projects with each in its formula of project plus time plus cost, you can build a calendar for your plan. Quarterly first, then monthly and weekly. Keep the daily open for now. Build in one day off per week. Build in two days ruined per month. You can always use these days. Yet life happens. Be prepared. If you don't need the days off, you have four days each month to use or play with. Also, for new writers, build in two biz days per month. One day is to work on your budget and the social media post. The other is to write a personalized blog about your per current project. Put your website to use immediately. Not only will you learn the ins and outs, you offer content for readers to have when they search for more information about you after they read your novels. So, four days off plus two ruined days plus two biz days equals eight days out of every 30 days of a month. If you're writing every day, approximately 1,100 words per day, at the end of the month, you will have 24,200, which is one-third the length of a novel in any genre. Fantasy can run longer. Romance can run shorter. And you weren't even pushing. If you didn't lose the two ruined days, you have 26,400. If you squeeze in 600 words in addition to your task on your biz days, you have 27,600. If you did the same thing, 600 words, on the four days off, you have 30,000 words. None of that required heavy pushing to achieve. Dean Wesley Smith has a great blog about pulp speed and achieving a million words in one year. The old pulp writers in the first half of the 20th century regularly wrote that million each year. After you consider your months, consider each quarter. Track the minimal that you think you can do, factoring days off. And consider that for each amount, worked within the scope of each project for the next four years, aligning your projects to your strategies, which build on your objectives to fulfill your mission that will accomplish your vision. The five-year business plan is complete. Thirty. Writing the Biz Plan. As of this writing, it's August, the launch month for my writing business, but I won't write my biz plan this month. I will mull over ideas and collect snippets of info and list potential projects. This ingathering will run from August into September and on to the last day of November, the first Sunday of Advent. These months provide the necessary time to contemplate and alter the project list to coincide with the transitioning biz plan, Ode to New. Allow time for this ingathering of biz ideas 
For the business to succeed, we have to give it time to percolate the coffee. We can't constantly grind the beans. We can't just brew them over and over. The freeze-dried instant crystals that come through heated plastic don't support success. We may want to spend all of our time on the exciting project. We also need to give the time needed to support the business. Remember, the project list doesn't control the biz plan. The biz plan controls the project list. Any project that doesn't fit vision, mission, objectives will go to the end of the list. We review to preview. During these musing months, I will look back to the very beginning, far before my 2015 biz start, even before the 2012 thunder and lightning epiphany. I will search for anything that I unconsciously or mistakenly set aside. Should it have gone into my first written biz plan? Does it belong in the second one? Or the third one? Should it still wait? We have to understand our failures. I'll check my accomplishments list. I'll spend more time checking over my failures. While we might want to spend time celebrating what went right, we also need to study what went wrong. Disruptions and distractions derail plans. The impish muse enjoys dancing around. Knowing this, I have several questions to ask of each derailed project. Why did those projects go wrong? What interfered? Did I cause the problem or an outside influence? Is it just sitting there waiting? Does it need to continue to wait or has its time come? Does it need to shift to the beginning? Did the creative muse shove something before it? Did I forget about it in the white-hot excitement of a blingy, shiny new project? This series is a great example. I almost didn't start this blog series. The idea danced in, a classic two-step that wanted to become a waltz. The idea came during the last week of July, but I was trying to focus on my current novel. You remember that one. I talked about it earlier. With ten-plus chapters still to go, I had reached 56,000 words. The novel was only supposed to be 55,000 words. By the time I published, that novel achieved 109,000 words. See, I had better things to do than a series of posts. I was three days into August, a sunny Saturday, before sweet little Muse shoved me into a chair on the porch and demanded that I write the 5,000 words she gave me. I needed to focus on that novel. But spending Saturday and Sunday on this project gave me time to rethink upcoming ideas for the next chapters. And this series has now turned into a book wholly unexpectedly. The muse will do that to you. She'll zig in what you think is the wrong direction, only to give herself and you time to work out problems before you encounter them. At the time, we might blast those new projects as distractions. It's only if we completely pursue the new distraction without ever finishing the original project that we fall into problems. Throughout the month, I continued to alternate between this project and the novel project. One kept me fresh for the other. The only reason that I continued to obey that pestering muse was the knowledge that this project fit my objectives and strategies, and therefore my vision and mission. Unexpected though it was, it supported the biz plan. We all have those unexpected additions to our project list. As I survey the first years of my first biz plan and look back farther, I will look for the additions that weren't distractions. These should be easily identified. The on-point projects that slowed down word production, 
Those are harder to identify as success rather than failure. Here are the logistics of a new business plan. The first task will sketch out the new vision, mission, and objectives. After that comes the strategies for each objective and the projects that will fit under each strategy. Last job of all is to determine a project plan by month, by season, then by year. The creative muse, bless her heart, will need wiggle room in the calendar. In setting the projects for the past two years, I tried to remove the muse's wiggle room, only to have her waltz in with changes. Wiggle room, therefore, is heading back into the project calendar, along with room for disruptions and distractions. If someone offered a six-month RV saga around the Americas, I won't turn down that distraction. After breaking my ribs in May and losing days in sleep to pain, I know that disruptions will occur. In time for the first Sunday of Advent, I will finalize the overall biz plan and next year's work. Vision first, that dreamed reality which is achievable. Mission second, focusing on what will set my author brands, plural because I have pseudonyms, and series brands apart from everything else in the marketplace. Objectives, clearly stated, quantifiable and touchable, aiming towards specific goals. Strategies, the steps in the process, long-term and mid-term and short, implementing each. Project plan, tied to each strategy, focused through a calendar, but not calendar-driven. That's all from our bookcast of Enter the Writing Business, which also concludes Season 3 of The Writing Focus. The rest of December is always a hectic time of distractions and disruptions for writers, so we will see you in the new year for the start of Season 4. End your writing year with a smart business plan for 2023. See you on the first Wednesday in January with the start of a new series, and enjoy the holidays. Thanks for listening to The Right Focus, a podcast for writers at all levels, hosted by Emma Lee from Writers Inc. Books, assisted by Remy Black and Edie Runes. Our focus is productivity, process, craft, and tools. Music is licensed through Audio Jungle called Background Music Loop. Its creator is Alexander Polishchuk, known on Audio Jungle as Plastic 3. The music comes in different iterations. Show notes and resource links for this and other episodes can be found at therightfocus.blogspot.com. Write to us at linkbooks at aol.com when you have questions, comments, and speculations. We will try to answer you as quickly as possible. By the way, we will not mind your email address. That's rude. If you find value in our content, share with your writing friends or write a review. We're small beans here without the advertising budget of the big peeps, and you can make a difference. And whatever occurs, right on.